Hello and welcome to Unpacit's monthly podcast, Out Loud. My name is Ersin Ostoyjan, and today I'm pleased to welcome Unfasip's Chief of Staff, Benedict Ramsey, and Deputy Senior Police Advisor, Maya Gassig. This year, the United Nations marks 75 years of UN peacekeeping. And in 2024, here in Cyprus, Unfasip, which is one of the oldest UN peacekeeping missions, will be marking 60 years of service. So today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome my guests, Ben and Maya, to talk about peacekeeping and the challenges peacekeepers face while carrying out their daily duties. Ben and Maya, thank you for joining us. Nelson, thanks very much for having Maya and I here. It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, Ben, as Chief of Staff, you have a responsibility to protect and support men and women who are serving for peace in Cyprus. Can you please explain to our listeners what are some of the main roles our peacekeepers must ensure with regarding to the implementation of the mission's mandate? So the day-to-day activities of uh, our men and women uh, within uh, the mission are very far-ranging and vast. You have the military uh, element who will focus on trying to prevent a return of fighting You have the police component who will look at criminality and preventing criminality within the buffer zone. And then you also have a civilian component who looks at the peace building activities. And I think uh, with regards to what the day-to-day activity, it it can be anything from uh, looking after the welfare of a migrant who is stuck in the buffer zone or talking to soldiers from one of the opposing forces to try and de-escalate that tension or engaging with police forces uh, within the two communities. It's how we go about it that I think is so important. Uh, And we follow uh, the UN principles and the principles of peacekeeping are consent, impartiality and the non-use of force. Uh, And this is a very different place uh, that uh, I as a soldier normally operate from. In terms of consent, we couldn't be here if there wasn't the consent of the parties to the conflict. Uh, We will always look to operate on an impartial basis. We're not neutral. We do care. We care deeply about peace and making sure that uh, there isn't a resumption of fighting. Uh, But we are impartial in how we operate. We will deal with things as we find them, try and establish the facts and always look to de-escalate. That is our key mantra, making sure that we de-escalate so people won't die. Remembering that we were here because people were dying in Cyprus and the communities were fighting with one another. Uh, And then finally, it's uh, the non-use of force. Now, clearly we would use force in terms of protecting human life. That's uh, a standard of engagement. Uh, But fortunately at the moment, we're not in that kind of a position. But, so we ensure that anything we do is de-escalatory and uh, we don't resort to force. So we, diplomacy is our real weapon here, not, uh, not the gun. That's very important, of course. Um, Maya, helping the community and handling criminal matters are the two primary responsibilities of police officers. But that's not all right, Maya. Um, I'm interested to know, what are some of the other tasks police officers face in Unfasip? 
Yes, of course not uh, uh, that criminal matters is not only police job and tasks that we are doing. It is much more than handling only those things. Everywhere in the world, prevention of any kind of security threats toward the people or their uh, properties, it's uh, our priority number one. So saving of lives, then protection of any type of violation, promoting of human rights, uh, community policing, and much more. It's something that uh, modern police is doing everywhere. Activities of uh, United Nations Police in UN mission are divided in two parts. It is police patrolling, and which means that we have daily uh, patrols within the buffer zone, firstly in preventive manner, but after that to protect in uh, integrity of the buffer zone. Then we have police tasks related to the liaison with police and civil authorities, then assistance in investigation if something's happened in the uh, buffer zone. Then we have a lot of different escorts, then assistance to the com communities for the pilgrimage event, for example, then we have trust building, we have intercommunal and other activities and uh, whenever it's requested that police should be engaged. Thank you very much. Uh, for 75 years, UN peacekeepers have worked to save and change lives in the world's most fragile political and security situations. Since 1948, more than 2 million uniformed and civilian personnel have helped countries to transition from war to peace. Ben, you served in South Sudan and Ethiopia before taking the post in Cyprus as Chief of Staff. How does it feel to serve in one of the longest running peacekeeping missions like Cyprus, representing the UK? Well, both Maya and I uh, served in, in South Sudan at, at the same, same time back in 2013. And I, I've got to be honest, I think whenever I work for the United Nations, I feel a huge sense of pride. On the back of the medal that we are issued, it says, in the service of peace. And I think that really means something. That really means something to me, and I know it really means something to Maya. Now, in terms of longevity, many people will say, well, why are the United Nations uh, in Cyprus? Uh, it, there's been uh, a, a peaceful existence here for almost uh, 50 years, and I would point to them, if you look, uh, I think people assume that peace will endure and it, it is a right. But if you look across Europe today, there is a war in Europe today and there are wars across all the continents. And so peace is never a given. So serving in the, in the service of peace, I think is the most honourable thing a soldier or a police person can do. In terms of longevity, for me, Serving in Cyprus is very special because my father was in Unfasip in 1964 and I'm obviously very, very proud about being able to follow in his footsteps. It's really interesting to actually be able to follow in his footsteps but travel the route that he travelled us but, but you can see the difference. Was he telling you about stories at that time of what happened and then? I think he was uh, serving here in uh, a time where men and women were being killed. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, we're certainly in a position now where fortunately uh, diplomacy is, is the, the, the focus rather than action against um, its civilians or against other soldiers. But things can change and change very quickly. And I said that we are here to de-escalate. One of the things that I think all armies 
uh, regardless of where you are, you always feel that you are defending your homeland and your people. Now, some of your actions may be seen as your opposition by your opposition as antagonistic moves, even though you are genuinely doing that in a way that you feel is defensive. And very quickly, miscommunication between communities can escalate to the point of conflict. Uh, and I think that's where the UN really step in, because we, in an impartial manner, will speak to the imposing forces, to speak to the two communities and point out that their actions may actually be unintentionally causing uh, stress, uh, distress to the other community and may result in act actions that were not intended. Maya, as Ben mentioned, you too have seen in other missions the challenges faced by peacekeepers and we can say that these challenges are greater than ever with rising global tensions, more complex conflicts and proliferation of misinformation and disinformation which impedes their work and threatens their safety. Despite these obstacles, peacekeepers persevere alongside many partners in the collective pursuit of peace. How does it feel for you to be representing Bosnia as the Deputy Police Advisor here on the island? You say it very well that peacekeepers are facing a lot of challenges these days everywhere in the world. But all of us, we swore that we will be in the service of the peace. This is what we accepted and this is what we actually wanted to do it. We always want to give more. Whoever is working in their own service, in their own countries, if they are deployed somewhere else, they want to do more. That's why me, both Ben and I, we are here. This is my fourth UN mission. Four I served in the uh, high-risk missions in Africa, starting 10 years ago as an international police officer and then through the different position within uh, UN system and now I'm the deputy of senior police advisor here in RPC. I'm very, very honored. I can represent my country, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and my police service here in, in, in the mission in the very best manner. You can remember that uh, 30 years ago in Bosnia and Herzegovina it was war and um, the UN together with other international communities um, helped us and bring peace to the Bosnia and Herzegovina and after that rebuilding the countries and uh, reconstructing the, the, the especially police service when we had the first time women involved in and in, in engaged and that actually bring us stability so for the same reason I joined to the peacekeepers and I'm giving my best to return that favor to contribute with my knowledge and professional uh, experience in life and to uh, help people and to keep peace. Well, thank you both. And my final question to both of you is UN peacekeeping missions help countries navigate the difficult path from conflict to peace. This requires a lot of commitment and dedication. As we're marking the International Day of Peacekeepers this month, do you have a message for peacekeepers today? Ben? I really refer back to my, my last answer. When you receive your medal, look on the back of that medal and think about in the service of peace and what that actually means. And as Maya's very eloquently said, her own lived experience, peace in Bosnia has meant that she and her family now uh, can enjoy stability, education, her children can go to school and fulfill their, their potential. And that's something that I've seen denied uh, to individuals 
across the world in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in South Sudan. And what I would like to see, uh, what I'd like to say to my fellow peacekeepers is be proud of what you do because it really does make a difference. Peace makes a difference and peace helps people fulfill their potential. And I don't think there's a, a better thing you could dedicate your life to. Thank you. And Maya? Yeah, I, I have the one message and uh, I know that so far for one million women and women, uh, women and men served in the front of line in the conflicts in the uh, protect to, to the peace all over the world. Today and every day we are dedicated and brave enough to help societies and uh, to return their lives in the normal condition. Uh, ben refer what's happening in Bosnia. Uh, we have normal life now. We are free to go everywhere. Uh, that was not the case when I was a child. So it is difficult for everyone if you are, you have, uh, for example, freedom of movement. I will not mention that you are always scared about your own life. My message today is very simple. For the all peacekeepers, if you manage with your work and your commitment to save only one life in the world, you are very successful and your mission is successful and the world should be proud of you. Compassionate listening and your support to the vulnerable people is actually the greatest and si simplest form of peacekeeping. So stay safe wherever you are as peace beginning with us. Thank you both for joining us today. I'm sure our listeners enjoyed the conversation. That brings us to the end of this edition of our Out Loud podcast. Until next time. <laughs>